Hi everyone and welcome to a Firms Consulting Podcast. So today uh, we've got a quite an interesting podcast. We, I'm going to talk about um, a, um, a consultant we profiled last year in, in a long form piece we put out called From the Big Three to uh, McKinsey. So if I'm unemployed to the big three, we we talked about Irina, a um, you know lady from um, the Ukraine, who worked really hard to move to Canada, uh, finish her bachelor's degree um, at night, uh, go into a um, a major American MBA program, and eventually join McKinsey. And I want to talk about what happened to her since uh, she joined McKinsey, and some of the lessons because I think there are important lessons here. So. Irina recently left McKinsey, and I'm publishing and I'm doing this podcast a few months after she left, so it's difficult to know uh, the identity of who she is because, you know, we, we don't I- reveal the identities of our clients except in exceptional circumstances where they are actually not clients and therefore they join our program knowing they're not clients and we can talk about them. So let's talk about arena and what happened to arena because i think the lessons are important so arena joined mckinsey did okay i think but she was managed out of the firm uh, because i don't want to say poor performance because it's very vague but the the real issue if you read between the feedback given to her by the uh, engagement managers and partners is the fact that uh, arena lacks Arena did two things that hurt her. And then I'm going to talk to how these two things occurred. Firstly, I think Arena is so terrified of making a mistake that she never makes a decision. So she's always busy doing a lot of research before she makes a decision and on and a project if you've been on a, on a consulting project clients have mounds and mounds of data if you want to do research they can feed you to death right but so arena was in a situation whereby she didn't want to make a mistake so that to avoid making a mistake she wouldn't make a decision or she would delay making a decision and i'll talk about more about this later so that's the one thing that if i read between the lines indecisive right not sure what to make or kept on questioning things or kept on uh, asking for too much feedback. The other thing Irina did is that she she started making a lot of mistakes in the projects. Numbers were off, things like that. And it's not a competence issue, it's more a fatigue issue, right? So so let's just examine why Irina ended up having to leave McKinsey. When Irina joined McKinsey, given her background, joining McKinsey for her was something she could, I would say, never have imagined possible, right? And one of the things that always worried me about that is that for, me, for Irina, being at McKinsey was the biggest accomplishment of her life. This is very important to understand. Being at McKinsey was already the biggest accomplishment. So that anything from there, it didn't matter to her. She was a McKinsey person. She was so proud to tell people, I am at McKinsey. And it worried me because I wanted her to understand that joining McKinsey is not an accomplishment. Yeah, okay, people are going to say, but Michael, how can you say that? Because you know, it's, it's all about, it's all relative, right? People at McKinsey don't consider being at McKinsey an accomplishment. It's what you do at McKinsey that matters after you join. You know how many people join McKinsey that only last a year and 
six months or a year and a half and leave before they are promoted. They got fired, basically. So it's not an accomplishment. So Irina's mindset to me here was a bit of a problem. And I remember counseling her a few times by saying, Irina, you do understand that being at McKinsey is, is not enough. I mean, I think you've done well. And I'm very proud of you, but this, this is not the end goal. Yeah, you, there are bigger things we are ch- pursuing and you need to be focused on that. But in my mind, I don't think Arena ever got over the fact that she has now made it. She's done it. So she fell into this trap of thinking, okay, I'm now at McKinsey and things will just work out because I'm at McKinsey. First big mistake she made. And things didn't just work out for her. She made a lot of mistakes. The second mistake Arena made, and it's a very bad mistake, she never took a vacation after um, getting the offer. Um, in fact, she brought her start date forward, which is almost unheard of for an MBA, and didn't take any time off. She, she took an internship at another company uh, during uh, the time she had between starting at McKinsey. And then she just went straight into making that. So it'll be a very bad idea. Because if you look at the trajectory of her life, this lady's worked hard her entire life. And I kept on telling her, look, if you do this, you are really going to suffer. The best piece of advice I can give you is go on a real vacation. Do something that really matters. Just go away. The pressure is going to be heavy. So she never did that. And, you know, she'd suffered from burnout before. And what I wanted her to do was I wanted her to, to get a big enough break so that when she joins McKinsey, at least for a year to a year and a half, she's not going to be in that position where she can't manage. It was, and literally three to four months into joining McKinsey, she was really struggling. Fatigue had set in, uh, suffering from burnout. And that's what was leading to the errors. It's the fact that it's this accumulated fatigue that she had never gotten rid of, right? Um, unable to sleep. Um, which you know, is as a compounding effect. You don't sleep one day. You start making mistakes during the day. You got to stay up even later to fix the mistakes. You have even less time to sleep. And it's just a cascading, you know, um, um, set of issues. So that hurt her badly, I would say. The other one is, I think, and I talked about this mindset of arriving at McKinsey. Is once she got into McKinsey. Arena dismantled all of the systems we had created to get her there, which is healthy, I think, but to dismantle all of them, I think there's an issue there. Let me give an example of that. Um, It is a fact that McKinsey doesn't like you to work on a weekend, and I can accept that. But it's also a fact that if your work's not done, and if you are going to put yourself into a worse position by bundling up work on a Friday and a Monday, you should do some work on a um, on a Saturday and a Sunday. you you, you got to catch up, right? And I think for the first few weeks, Irina did that. But thereafter, I noticed that she, she looked forward to her weekends, which I'm glad she did. But, you know, work does come first. And I think she pushed it aside. The other thing is that the mindset she had developed is that, okay, I've made it, I worked hard my whole life, I now need to enjoy my life. And while I cannot criticize that, I think that you should enjoy your life to the point where it doesn't become a liability on your professional career. What do I mean by that? I think socializing is nice, but I I have a problem when someone is socializing too much. I mean, you know, socializing is tiring. 
And I recall having a lot of discussions with Irina about, you know, there are a lot of things you couldn't do when you were growing up because you grew up poor. And, and I think you should do it now. But when you have to make these decisions, don't neglect your work because it's very important, right? And while Irina never took vacations, she did socialize, in my opinion, too much during work weeks, which cut into her work hours. Um, but the worst thing is I think that she had she created the perception amongst the team of someone who has this active social life, even though she is struggling on the project, making mistakes and not being decisive. And I spoke about, you know, coming back to not being decisive. And then I think it's a very big problem she had whereby, you know, she got into McKinsey to such a big thing for her she was so enamored with everyone. It was a confidence issue, right? She was so, you know, awestruck to be working at McKinsey that she didn't want to make any possible mistake. So how did Arena not make any mistake? Well, in her mind, if I don't, if I, the less I do, the less is the probability of making mistakes statistically true, but not good for your career. So we'd be in a situation, right, where I'd get a Skype message from Arena saying, okay, this is what I need to do. What should I do? Tell me what I need to do. And I say, but I, mean, I can't make the call for you because I'm, I'm not there. I don't know what's happening. So I want you to think about this and then tell me what you think needs to happen. And then I can comment on this. But I can't make the call for you for two reasons. One, I'm not there. So I don't know what's actually happening. And two, you need to learn how to do this. But what Irina would do is she would... I need to explain this because it's an important problem but it can be misunderstood if, if I explain it the wrong way. What Arena would do is she would start something without committing to it. Let me explain what that means. Let's assume someone wants her to do some slides. She'd say, yeah, I'll help you. Um, I'll, I'll help you, uh, but I need some guidance, which is fine. That sounds normal, right? But this is, but this is how she'd work it through. She would then... She would then take the work and and run with it, right? So she would take it and run with it. But then, if the work became difficult, she would try to hand it over to someone else. If the work didn't look like she would complete it, she would try to hand it over to someone else. And I noticed this pattern with that because every time she would do something else, and how did it end up? She said, "Oh no, um, you know this. It became too difficult. That there's going to hurt my career, so I gave it to someone." And I noticed this re repeating pattern with her. At some point, I did tell you understand that just because someone's taking your work doesn't mean it's good for you, right? The fact that you are not completing work that's 80% there. Uh, this is an important point. So in Arena's mind, because the work was 70 or 80% as good as it could be. She didn't want to do it. She'd give it to someone else, even though she'd already started it. And I explained to her that you do realize that your team members, you've created a pattern of handing over work late to people for what, because you couldn't complete it. And that's more damaging than completing something 80-90% to the best of what it could be. And I had a lot of discussions with her on this that she shouldn't do it because it's definitely going to hurt her, her reputation in the team. She's going to be someone who takes on things Kinnock completes it, complete it, and passes it off to other people. And I think despite the numerous discussions I had with Irina, she would always come back to me and say, Michael, I know what you're saying, 
but it's actually much worse for me to hand over work this 90% of it what it could be. And I, and I point out to you, but Irina, do you realize that it's not an absolute issue? It's a comparison. You're comparing that versus what you are doing, which is giving more work to your team members that you've agreed to do, and you're giving it to them with only half the time you had to do it, right? That's what you need to compare. And, and, and I understand that finishing something to 80% or 90% of what it should be is bad. Well, it's not bad. It's, it could be better. But what you're doing is that because you're seeking perfection, because you think anything less than perfection is going to damage your name, you're actually creating a situation where you are creating a whole lot of imperfection. But because it's not in your name, you think it's okay because you've handed it over to someone else. Now, more than anything else, there was a repeating pattern we found in the arena. Um, she was so terrified of failure that she would actually do very little. You know, I remember there was a situation we had whereby McKinsey wanted to do something internal. I'm not going to go into the details because you'd identify the office she was in, but it was an internal event. And and she signed up for it because the office director, the office director, the manager, the director running the office sent out an email. She wanted to get close to the director and she got involved in it. And halfway through being involved in this, she pulled out because she felt, oh, this is not going to work. It's not going to make me look good. So I don't want my name attached to it. And she let down the office director and the team. And I told her, look, if you do this, people, are you going to develop a reputation of someone that people cannot rely on? It's more important to stand by your word, even if you can't do it well. It's a, it's a mutually exclusive concept. And what happened is Irina was so interested in perfection that she finished very little and the things that she did end up finishing were so easy to do that, I mean, I spoke to some of the analysis she was doing, and an analyst should be doing it. But in Irina's mind, it doesn't matter. I am perfect. But she didn't realize it is what you are perfect at that is just as important that you are perfect. And to be honest, perfection is overrated. I mean, you know, handing over incomplete work because it's, it's going to make you look bad to see it through is the opposite of great teamwork. So Irina had positioned herself as someone would only do the work if it was guaranteed to help her. She wouldn't take one for the team. And it hurt her. I mean, the performance review, I read the feedback she received, it was not pleasant. And the, the, the thing that I think, you know, will Irina be fine? Yeah, she's going to be fine. I mean, she's probably going to, she'll end up successful, probably be a EVP, vice president, maybe even CEO of a company one day if she fixes these issues. Even if she doesn't, she's going to be well off, right? Um, she's joined some oil services company and, you know, in the strategy team and she'll work there, probably do fairly well. But the point here, the thing that, you know, that final discussion I had with her before she moved along is that I don't really think Arena understood why she was managed out. I don't think she understood it. I think that in her mind, this wasn't fair. Someone said something about all the great work she had done. The firm had never considered it. And the worry is that I still see some of that weaknesses playing through where she is now, which is worrying because unless she fixes this, Irina is going to fall into a couple of traps. One... She needs to work on her, her confidence became a big issue. She needs to stop being uh, lacking so much confidence that she wants to please people. 
you know, when you stop trying to please other people, but just trying to, but just focus on doing the best possible work you can do, you'll do very well. Second is this concept of perfection is damaging. It's fine to be a perfectionist, but you have to complete something. You know, the 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 the, the classic trap that that most people fall into is they'll say, "I'm a perfectionist." And they'll say, but I'm a perfectionist. I won't let this out until it is perfect. But then I'll ask them, but have you understood the cash flow implications of being perfect? And they'll make, um, uh, uh, no. It's fine to be a perfectionist, but you have to be a realist as well. You have to do the work to the best of your abilities with the resources provided to you. If you want to increase the resources diver- you know, assigned to what you're trying to complete, that is not a perfectionist. That is someone who doesn't understand business economics. So when you say you're a perfectionist, be very careful. You could just be someone who doesn't understand business economics because there are plenty of people here who want to build a perfect slide, but it's going to take them three weeks to do that. And the client's not going to pay you hundreds of thousands of dollars to create the perfect slide set or panel set or you know headlines or whatever it is you call it in your firm. But point is this, perfectionist is an excuse for someone who doesn't understand business economics. And I think in some regards... Um, arena is like that and i think it's a it's a problem that a lot of people face they use being perfectionist because it's a nice way of saying it right so understand the business economics and understand how perfect you can be because to be honest everything can be better but at a certain point you have to put it out the other issue is is you know you don't know how things are going to work out on your career don't stop doing something when you've spent half the time allocated to it because you think it's not going to be perfect. You have to see it through, right? And and the final one is don't let your teammates down, you know. Um, don't convince yourself, I did most of it, therefore I'll hand it over to someone. You, the fact that you're knowingly giving someone something that you think is not going to be great, even if it turns out to be good, that's letting your teammates down. It's willful intent, right? The law says intent is the most important thing. So... I feel Irina will be successful, but I feel she could be a whole lot more successful. And she could have been a successful partner at McKinsey if she had fixed these issues. They are not, you know, terrible things that took her down. These were easy things she could have focused on. As always, I'll be more than happy to provide commentary or respond to any questions.